0: I'm your host, Nate Newman, and as always, I have the illustrious Judge Gonzo with me.
1: Your favorite foul-mouthed fucking chucklehead from the USA. Okay, will I get to yell? Oh, you're gonna get to yell. Well, then it's gonna be fun. The beach was too sandy, and no one told us there would be fish in the water. The children are scared. Motherfucker, it's a beach. (laughs) What did you think was gonna be on it?
0: good day. welcome to this episode of Not So Secret Dad's Business. Yo, thank you for that intro, buddy. What a way to start our second Best Bits episode. So, guys, this first clip I got for you is from an episode published on the 8th of October of 2023. And it's titled, Koalas Are Full of Chlamydia. Now, in this clip, Judge and I go on a bit of a rant. We're looking at, again, dad gifts that most people would buy. And we just had to have a bit of a can-we-stop with hokey dad shirts and memorabilia like that. Have a listen to this clip. Tell us what you think. I have a can-we-stop when it comes to dad's gifts. Ooh, do it. And it's these fucking stupid derogatory T-shirts. I know they're meant to be funny and all this sort of shit. They're not fucking funny. But I'm looking at one here. There's, like, grumpy old man, you know. Okay, we get it. You're not... You're grumpy, whatever, fine. But then there's one here, world's greatest father. I mean, father.
1: Oh, right, how like, Why do we need stupid. to do shit like that? Can we just stop? Because remember, dads are always supposed to be fucking dummies. Wait a minute. Have you seen the Facebook ads for the ones that read, like, the Iliad on the back of a shirt? This shirt was purchased by my daughter. She's the bitch, 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 bitch. And if you do anything, I'll fucking hide you and everything. Find... Dude who the fuck is standing behind you going bro don't move real quick i'm at mcdonald's i just want to read the rest of your shirt and they're fucking awful i do i saw a i saw a his and her jumpsuit on my fucking mother's life i will send you the picture the one had a red wolf on it the other one had a, i mean a blue wolf the other one had a pink wolf one said she keeps me fed with, with a wolf head i don't know why it's a full fucking jump the other one said he keeps me pregnant that's what was on these fucking shirts. That's fucked. But, like, th- dude, hokey fucking dad shirts have to go away. Have to. They're not fucking funny. They're, dude, they're they're fucking annoying. Because the same person who wears a shirt like that is exactly the kind of person you think does. The one that thinks fucking everything should be like this and blah, 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 And the whole fucking, if you touch my daughter, I'll kill you. you no, know the fuck you won't. You won't. Well, Unless he does something really bad, but even then you'd end up calling the cops like you're not fucking burying anybody fucking stop or like the dad that's like, oh, when he comes over, I'll be cleaning my gun. Good fucking good for you. What are you going to do? He's not afraid of you because you're not going to shoot him because you walked in your fucking house to pick up your goddamn daughter or son, whatever the fuck it is like you're going to get. A better reaction if you treat someone with respect when you come in your house, because maybe that kid isn't thinking, oh, this dude already threatened me. Fuck him and his daughter. But if you're like, hey, man, I'm glad you're taking her out. Treat her like you would treat your your like an important woman in your life. I'll see you guys when you get back. Maybe that kid is going to be like, dude, the fucking dad was really cool, man. Like this might actually work. That fucking threat shit. First of all, her kid's like 16. Stop me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be clean. I'm going to sharpen my knife. For what? The only way that you're allowed to come to someone's house if they come and pick up your daughter is like they did in Bad Boys. That's the only fucking acceptable way to do it because it's fucking
0: funny. That's a fucking cool saying, that one as well. Now, another one I've got here. Both you and I, we're alcoholics, all right? So this could come across the wrong way. I don't know. But it's kind of like another Can We Stop? These fucking koozies with shit like this on there. Sotally Toba.
1: Oh, I was just, dude, I was just gonna say, I swear to God, I was just gonna be like, what, the shirt that says um I'm not as think as you drunk I am? I fucking can't stand or one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. <laughs> Who the fuck, dude? I've never walked into a fucking party and saw that and went, nah. Uh, I've never fucking done that before man that shit is fucking stupid but they were made at a time where like I guess no one was wearing them so they should have been a trend that went in and went the fuck out like the fact that they still have those I'm just like who's buying them like I don't even see fucking lame dads with them on anymore anyway like who's buying this shit who's buying a fucking full jumpsuit with two fucking tribal wolves on it that says he keeps me fed she keeps me pregnant like what the fuck is wrong, dude imagine if you saw that out that's walmart couple i'm telling you right now that's a motherfucking walmart couple and neither and neither one of them is wearing fucking pants neither one of them is wearing pants i fucking guarantee it and trust me it's not people you want to feed or fuck anyway (laughs) so it does not fucking matter
0: yeah seriously can we stop with the hokey dad shirts hey if you're on spotify tell us what you think in the q a of this episode what are the kind of shirts that you can't stand so anyway this next clip was recorded and released on the 28th of may 2022 and it's titled dad aerios now in this episode judge Pulled up a whole heap of dad scenarios for for me and uh, asked what I would do in these particular situations. And this clip is about bullying. What would I do if my son was being bullied? Or if it turned out he was the bully himself. So check this clip out. And again, go back and listen to the episode. Listen to all the dad areas there because some of them are real gold. Just like this one. Anyway, all right. Um, You get a call from school. There was a bullying
1: incident. Eli was involved in it. He comes home and says that, Dad, this kid was being really mean. I had to hit him. There was nothing I could do about it. Blah, blah, blah. Right? They run the tape. About a week later. Turns out, he was not being bullied, but he was the one doing the bullying. He comes home from school a week later. He doesn't know you got this phone call from school. What do you do? Well...
0: He needs to fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> because do not get me wrong. I will never lay a hand on my child. But my God, fire and brimstone will rain down on that boy. And he is going to be paying like hell. First thing I'd be doing is we'd be on that other kid's doorstep. Oh, yeah. And he's apologizing to that kid. Not just that kid. But also his fucking parents as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's where the whole peer pressure thing comes in, right? Where it's like, I think the thing that bothered me the most about when I wrote that is you never want to hear your kids getting bullied. So when you hear that, you again, you see red, right? But you want to sit them down and be like, listen, man, some people suck, don't worry about it. We'll take you for, like bo- you're ready to it. take you for boxing classes, self-defense. You can be like Captain America, You stand up for bullies, blah, blah, blah. You're posting about it and everything just to find out that Hunter, Eli, whoever the fuck lied to you, lied to you because he didn't want to get in trouble, turned on the waterworks, the whole shit, and then went to school and be like, I got out of it. Uh, dude, like that, that to me is like
0: a multiple betrayal. And not only that, if he's, if he's gotten convinced me so well that I'm on my high horse and I'm having a go at everybody about my son being bullied and then it comes out of the woodwork that he's the bully I look like an asshole so again there's there's so many levels to this one where he's got hell to pay
1: yeah because of course everyone wants to be like not my child because you know them right I'm a teacher. I hear it all the time. Not my kid. Not my kid. Man, we have your child on camera. And they still, not my kid. Someone must have put him up to it. But that's still your kid doing it. Doesn't matter if they put him up to it or not. Now, flip it. He genuinely did get bullied. Comes home. He don't want to go to school anymore. He don't want to go to school. He don't want to go back to the class. He's worried to even fucking leave the house. A, what do you sit down and tell him? B, how do you take it professionally? to the school and like parents or whatever. So now he's not the aggressor. He genuinely came home and fucked up shit happened to him, got surrounded, whatever our kids throwing shit at him or whatever fucking bullshit they're filming him doing whatever. How do you handle that?
0: Yeah. This one I have to think about because again, like as to what I would say, I don't know, like you naturally you're going to comfort him. Right. So that's, that's naturally what I would do. Comfort him. Okay. Look, man, some, some people in this world are assholes adults and kids. You can't differentiate. You, you, you can't get rid of them. You just got to live with them. You know, and and again, I guess reinforce that that conversation I've had with him where if you need to lay hands and defend yourself, lay hands and defend yourself. But again, the whole situation of the three Fs, you know, fight, flight and freeze. A kid may just freeze up. Who knows? And you like the previous dad area, you don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. As for a professional side of things, I'd be going into school, demanding a meeting with the principal, the teacher of of the, the the two children, whether they be in the same class or separate classes. You know, I want those two teachers or that one teacher in the class as well so everybody knows exactly what's going on. I want those parents in that meeting. I want everybody there to discuss it.
1: Yeah, because it's like, the first question is like, where the fuck were all the teachers? I understand passing classes and stuff like that, but now there's cameras everywhere. You don't sit like, listen, man, I work in a school. Ain't nowhere a kid can go that a security guard ain't going to be there in fucking six seconds if something fucked up is happening. But it's like I said on the other show when this came up, sometimes teachers don't want to deal with it because they just don't want to deal with it. There's a lot of paperwork going about. And over here, I don't know if you have something similar. In the States, we have HIV, uh, harassment, intimidation, and bullying. That motherfucker, yo, kids can get expelled. Parents can get sued, brought to court. Like, do you have something equivalent, or do you have the same thing?
0: Um, You know what? I'm not 100% sure, but, I mean, I'm sure there is a program in place there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... Bullying is taken extremely fucking seriously. It's not like it was when I was a kid where it was like, I oh, just ignore the bullies, you know, like there is, yeah, there are systems in place. Uh, what it's called, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Cause like you see these horror fucking thing, like, you know, kid offs himself because the kid said something because his fucking fingernails were long. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like that that like all of those things need to swirl through your head. But it's like, I want to talk to the teachers. I want to talk to the kid. I want to talk to, but you, because it's a school, you have to be level-headed, right? You can be stern, but you got to be level-headed because you can't go in there and start fucking flipping desks. Because anything you do, anything you do in a school, the, at least here, like in a school zone, whatever you do it is automatically lifted to a higher crime. And usually it's doubled. So you can't go in there talking about, I'm a fucking kid up. You you want to, right? Yeah. But because... you can't say that. <laughs> no, no. And they did, if they did learn it from school, right. If they were in on somebody and, and, and fucking blah, blah, blah. I would still have to hold myself in. When I seen the parent and be like, that's the kind of shit you teach your kid at, at home. Oh well we don't know. Yeah, well motherfuckers didn't know that the kids from Columbine were building pipe bombs in their fucking basement either.
0: Yeah, look, and I mean I'm a passionate person. I when I'm passionate, I and I like to use that word passionate instead of psycho or, or angry or whatever. When I am passionate, I struggle to keep my voice at a at a decent level, you know. Oh yeah. And yeah. I do. I start pounding desks and, and really driving the point home. So as for how I would react, it's it again a touch and go there. But a, a lot of the a lot of the times you got these issues with the bullies, you can't speak to the parents because the parents just don't give a shit either. No, and they play the "not my child" thing. That's right. That's right. So it's a it's a tricky one, man. But I mean, definitely bringing it up with the school, with the PTA, with the principal, with with who, whoever it may be. That's that's my my go to there. Um. And then, of course, you know, just putting him in self-defense or or whatever so then he knows that he can take care of himself if he needs to. But the last thing I'm going to do is tell him, oh, just ignore them, and if they keep bothering you, run away. Because I know for a fact from my own childhood that does not fucking work.
1: Like, if if bullies had you crying back in the day, they would just tell other people you were crying. Now motherfuckers will pull out their phone, film you crying, post the shit up hashtag cry baby bitch, the whole thing and then other kids are just as fucking mean and it's just like like it used to just live and die in that little thing maybe it carried you for a couple of years then you got older didn't give a fuck anymore you moved you went to a different high school or it was in middle school you went to a high school you didn't give a fuck anymore now it's like that shit's almost tattooed on you <gasps>
0: As you just heard, if I found out my son was a bully, boy, he better fucking run. I say that with everything in my core. Anyway, this next clip is from an episode recorded on the 17th of July, 2022. And it's titled, Travel Reviews from Terrible Parents. Now this one, for a change, came from a a British person. uh, First up, and then I think in the second half of this clip, we were talking about a US couple. We can only guess. But uh, what do you you think? If you travel to a different country, are you meant to uh, complain and bitch about the foreign language? Or do you do what Judge said and sort of prepare yourself for the trip? That sense of
1: entitlement that people have gained since the internet age leads me to the fucking next one. This is a British person. It took us nine hours to fly home from Jamaica to England. It took the Americans only three hours to get home. This seems unfair. <laughs> why would you put that on the person who booked your fucking flight? You don't know fucking geography, bitch. One place is closer. The other place is longer. Ergo. It's going to take fucking longer to get there. They do. These are actual, these are actual reviews put on this one fucking site that helps you go places.
0: My God. It's almost like they've got it in their head. It's the same the same tour group so it should be the same all the all the way across the board but my god how moronic is that that sounds like a very american thing to say
1: oh believe me at first i thought i read it backwards because that seems like a real fucking actually it was probably an american that fucking moved to england and now don't want to fucking complain about it um here's something from the stupid files you ready for this one i compared the size of our one bedroom suite to our friend's three bedroom suite and ours was significantly smaller. Yeah, you fucking heard that, right? Someone that's like saying, you know, I went and got a large t-shirt and got a small. The small is way smaller than the large. Because it's got a fucking small label on it, you dumb twat. Of course it fucking is smaller. Like, like, but like, but this is what I mean. Like, someone thought that it was a good idea to put this up. Like, oh, yeah, that's fine. You know what? go on and complain about them. That'd be fine. Guy, girl, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, babe, just go and complain about them. About the sand being too sandy on your fucking beach. Now, the next one is from the dumb files and the American files. We were in Spain. There were too many Spanish people there. That's the first part. The receptionist spoke Spanish.
0: The food was Spanish. No one told us there would be so many foreigners. Nobody told us there would be so many foreigners in a foreign country. We went to Spain
1: and we didn't know there would be that many foreigners there who speak Spanish. That's an American. I'm fucking telling you, 98% of these have to be fucking American. They have to be.
0: You know what I like about that one as well is that they are the foreigner in another country yet they're complaining about foreigners
1: dude i'm i'm i live here i see it it's not as abundant as everyone says but shit like this is is inherently american if i go to like look i want to go to india really bad i know it's jam fucking packed and stuff like that but there's certain things i want to see i would not go there and complain that things weren't american right Or like, hey, how come no one speaks English? Because it's not your fucking country. So learn the fucking local language. Get a book. Use Google Translate. Or how about, how about before you go on vacation, try to learn a couple phrases that you're going to fucking need in case you get lost somewhere in Kathmandu. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want to go to Thailand. I would learn about Thailand before I went. Like, I would try to get some phrases down and shit like that. Like, that's because... You are a guest in someone else's country. You're a guest in someone else's country. And then you're going to go there and be like, there's too many people who live in that country, in that fucking country. Like I fucking like,
0: that's, that's, that's fucking nuts to me. That's nuts to me. Well, that leads me to this question then. How multicultural is America, dude? Very. So why are there so many issues? Because I mean, we've got, well, I mean, Australia is a is a fucking melting pot. We've got Chinese, we've got Indian, we've got Japanese, we've got Filipinos. Australia is like the world on an island, dude. Like, it's so fucking multicultural. So I just don't understand if, if America is this melting pot, as, as I've always heard. Why is there so many issues and why are there so many people shocked about foreigners and immigrants and all this sort of shit and it's never never
1: never anyone who's not white the only people that complain about foreigners and get these people out of my country first of all it's not your country you stole it with smallpox and by killing fucking the natives that were here it ain't your fucking country so if you want to talk about go back to your
0: own country then you should wherever the fuck that is well that'd be the uk They did it to Australia. They did it to America. They did it to Canada, Canada. They did it to half the South Pacific Islands. Dude, they
1: did it to India. Fucking, they were like Germany before Germany. Like they were trying to take over the fucking world. Um, I, I, that, that's fucking, to me, that's just disrespectful. And the fact that you can just say that and think that you're in the right, that's what makes it American, right? Like the fact that you can say that and be like, no, I'm justified. Like, no, you are fucking not. But the people who say that here are exact, all right, close your eyes, picture in your head the kind of American that would say that. The answer is yes, that's that kind of fucking American. It's the kind of overweight dad in fucking New Balances who kicked his son's ass because his son wasn't good at football and the dad got dropped from the football team and the fucking mom is a closet racist but says hi to everyone. And, <laughs> and they're both fucking messes. That's the kind of people that say that shit. That's the kind of people that say that shit. But- when you watch who's working on their house, they got no problem letting foreigners work on their fucking house, though.
0: Yeah, it's like Ralphie like Ralphie May said. It's going back to um, a previous point. You don't see Americans picking produce because the price will go through the fucking roof. But not only that, they don't want to fucking do it. So they had the Mexicans do it.
1: Dude, that clip was one of my favorite. They're like, well, we'll just pick our own. And he's like, yeah, if you want to pay $16 for fucking strawberries. And he's like, and you guys are lazy. Like no one wants to work. He was like, um, and then at one point someone's like, uh, well, we'll just get black people to do it. Like to go and pick the fruit. And he goes, man, you can't even get a black person to go in a backyard and pick a movie. I was fucking dude. That one sent me, dude, that one killed me. Like, dude. but like somebody said that and they were serious. Like, they were serious. But we also have jerk-offs going around waving the Confederate flag who don't live anywhere near the South. Like, oh, we want this America. Do you really? Because it didn't fucking work out for a lot of
0: people. Boy, I swear, sometimes it blows my mind about how moronic people and complain about anything. Just, it's got me stumped. Anyway, this last clip I'm bringing for you is possibly our favourite clip of the whole podcast yet. Doesn't exactly make me look good, but hey, I was young and stupid and really didn't give too many fucks back then. So luckily I've grown from this and I'm a, I'm a better person. Now, this clip is from an episode that was published on the 30th of April 2022. And it's titled Wedding Plan Obstacles, Nate's Wedding Self-Sabotage, and Sociopathic Open Relationships. And in this clip, yep, it's about my wedding self-sabotage. So have a a listen to this, and uh, have a bit of a chuckle, because it makes Judge and I laugh every time. And I mean, the whole wedding was a fucking nightmare.
1: Yo, tell me about that shit, because now I'm like, I don't know how this shit went down.
0: So... I stayed at my best man's the night before him, his dad, and myself. We drank maybe a litre and a half of Jim Beam between the three of us while we're playing pool and shit like that. I woke up the next morning, hung over as hell, got to the venue. First thing we did was all get a pint and we're sitting there knocking back pints. So then the function coordinator comes out as she's like, Nate, you're meant to be getting married in an hour. And you've had four pints already this morning. That's it. You're cut off, man. So then I started sending recons in. Get two pints, one for yourself, one for me. So another four pints later, eight pints before the ceremony. I'm well and truly stewed. And I know I'm making a mistake. Holy shit. Like, like right then you're like, this is fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, I've got to get out of here. But I've got... (laughs) I've got family that have flown from the eastern eastern states because I was living in Perth at this time on the West Coast. So I've got family who have flown in from the eastern states. I've got family who have actually taken time off or friends who have taken time off work. You know, like, I don't want to, at the same time, I'm an empathetic person. I don't want to break this woman's heart. So at the, at the sacrifice of my own happiness, i go through with it. Now, I'm, I'm talking to my dad my the, the celebrant and my best man and I'm going guys I cannot do this. I've got to get out of here And they're like no it's just cold feet. It's just cold feet like everybody has this
1: now nah, but there's a difference between cold feet and like knowing beyond all knowing that the shit is fucked up.
0: but I'll find the picture later and I'll send it through to you but I've got a photo of me and my best man standing there at the front and I am ashen. <laughs> I am pale as hell. I look fucking petrified and nobody picked up on it. So we go through the ceremony. I'm there reeling the whole time because I'm drunk already. We do do all the photos, but the venue we were at was a local pub as well. So they had a function room that we'd hired, but then she decided, oh, well, while we're having photos, there's not going to be like a cocktail hour. So everybody, all our guests are down in the local pub buying their own drinks. Yeah, of course. Which I don't have an issue with. But of course, it's a little pub, a little country type pub. And because it was a place called the Elizabethan. So it's all Elizabethan style stuff, exposed rafters, shit like that. And so you've got 60 odd people crammed into this tiny little pub with all those other people who have just gone to have a a pub meal or whatever.
1: Oh, my God. So the
0: place is cramped. no seating, everybody's standing around for an hour and a half waiting for us to get our photos fucking done. So then we can open up the function room and let everybody in for the reception. So get through all of that. And I see my mum. My mum's in this gorgeous floor-length dress. It's like boned corset and shit and, you know, pushing everything up. Like, she looked gorgeous as she's wearing this pendant that she cross-stitched that says, bite me.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. And I'm like,
0: I love that. Who's that for? She goes, oh, that's for your father. I wonder if he'll notice. So I'm going here we fucking go. So then I've got my father, my Filipino stepmother there as well. My father, he's walked up to my mother and he obviously sees her pendant. So he, he doesn't say anything, but he goes off and fucking stews about it. And then later on in the night, I bump into my dad. I'm like, how you liking it? This, that and the other. And oh, yeah, it's great. But I can't believe your mother. Look at her dressed up like a harlot. At your wedding. At my wedding. Right. So, you know, he's the look at her. She's a fucking looks like a fucking harlot. Suits her to a T. Blah, blah, blah. And what's this bullshit about? Bite me. And I'm like, well, come on, man. You were married to the woman for 15 fucking years. You know what her sense of humor is like. And so, you know, I wish I could say that was the least of it. But then, of course, I get up to do my speech. We're two hours into the reception at this point. Mum had put $300 on the bar just for me to drink spirits. So I'm drinking scotch all night by this point. Absolutely stewed. And so I get up to do my speech. And I thank the wrong (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law. So... Her, her father was dating a woman who had essentially raised my ex-wife, right? And they were really close. They 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 broke up, fell apart. Now, wait, was she there? She was there. She, <laughs> bought, she bought the wedding dress, right? She bought the wedding dress. That is fucking amazing. Yeah. So what had happened was they'd broken up. Her father had met a, a woman from high school or, or like they'd known each other like 30 years prior and shit, and they reconnected. They ended up getting married, but she didn't come to the wedding. Although she was invited, she didn't come. So I'm up there and I'm like, oh, you know, I'd like to thank Lorraine for for buying the dress and this, that, and the other. but it wasn't Lorraine. It was, it was fucking Kayleen who had actually turned up to the wedding.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And I'm completely... Fucking oblivious. So I get down off the, you know, finish my speech, and my my wife, now ex-wife, tugs on my sleeve and she goes, "You mentioned Lorraine. She's not even fucking here. You were meant to mention Kay." And I've got, oh no. So I go off, find the mother-in-law, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry. Slip of the tongue. I didn't mean it. It was obviously I was referring to you. This, that, the other." So I'm thinking, right, this car crash of a wedding this is the worst it can get no it gets worse oh my god dude so by the end of the night i am well and truly pissed like i've got bourbon scotch oozing out of my paws you know i have a i have a belly full of piss <laughs> it's a great and smell so we get to the end of the wedding everything's wrapping down now, normally, you know, this is when the bride and groom would go home and enjoy their first night as newlyweds, right?
1: I have a feeling that did, that, that shit did not happen.
0: I was like, right boys, let's continue the party at my place.
1: Oh, my God. Did, wait, did, did she invite her people over? Or now it's just you and your guys and her? Me, my boys,
0: and her. Oh, my God, dude. So, on the way home, we stopped at the drive-through bottle shop. I've picked up another three or four cartons of beer, a carton of cigarettes, and we head off back to my place. On your wedding night? On my wedding night. She is fuming. <laughs> we barely talk. But at that point, I'm too pissed to even care. So, we get home. The beer is flowing. We're all knocking back brewskis. We're all having a great time. Music videos playing. We're just chatting, hanging out. And I remember we we, we we ran out of beer, so I remembered that there was a bottle of sh- uh, Moe Shandon that her auntie had left in our bedroom for us so we could enjoy a glass of For champagne. the wedding? For our first night together. Dude, no, you didn't. Yeah, we did. So I went into the room, got that, sh- oh. that champers, and poured everybody. We drank that bottle of champagne. So the next morning, my new wife, she wakes up, Comes out, obviously, she's still in a bad mood for the way I've done things the night before. And the house is trashed. There's there's beer bottles all over the place. Coffee table's upturned. The TV's still on, fucking full volume. And she finds the empty champagne bottle. And she's Oh, like, she
1: didn't know. She didn't know. And she got to find that shit the
0: next morning? So she's like, what the fuck? Oh. She goes, look. I understand that you fucked up last night and you were going to hang out with the boys and whatnot. That's why she goes, I saw that champagne when I came to bed last night and I thought it's okay. We can make all this up. We can have a lovely brunch tomorrow morning and we'll share this champagne together. But I can't even fucking do that. Nathan.
1: Dude, I got to tell you, she's right on this. one. <laughs> she's right on this one, man.
0: Yeah. And so yeah, that marriage lasted 18 months before we separated. And it took another 10 years of fucking around before the finalisation of the divorce happened. You know, with that clip, I think that is still one of Judge's best reactions on the show. I mean, he does have some good reactions. The way I throw him a curveball sometimes is just... It's hilarious to me. Anyway, guys, we're going to leave you with that clip today. Stay tuned next week for Best Bits number three. And we will be back, as usual, first weekend of February. So keep listening, guys. And uh, like I said, if you're on Spotify, go to the main episode page of this this episode. And you'll find uh, where you can ask a question or leave some feedback. Otherwise, hit us up on our social media on Instagram and Facebook at not so secret dad's business tell us what you think till next week guys thanks for listening to the show you can follow the podcast as well on social media at not so secret dad's business or on our website not so secret dad's if you're listening on apple Podcasts or spotify please rate and review the show it helps more than you realize